Hello and welcome to ValorCast, the official podcast of Evangel University. Evangel is a Christian liberal arts university located in Springfield, Missouri, and exists to educate, equip, and empower students who will make a global impact for the gospel in every vocation. As many of our listeners already know, the integration of faith, academics, and life is an essential part of the Evangel experience. God does not call us to live closed off from the world. He invites us to embrace His purposes for us across all walks of life. Through ValorCast, we want to share the stories of those in the Evangel community who are boldly following that call. Each episode will feature uplifting stories from students, faculty and staff members, and alumni, illuminating the ways God is moving through the Valor family, both on campus and in the world. I'm your host, John Spence. And I'm Amaria Fitch. And this is ValorCast. A huge component of Evangel is our spiritual life. Every season of ValorCast, we have a spiritual life-focused episode. And for this episode, we brought in Dr. Darren Poe, who is the director of the brand new Assemblies of God Ministry Leaders of Tomorrow Project. Thank you so much for coming today. We're thrilled to have you, thrilled to talk to you. It's great to be here. Can you share a little bit about what the AGMLT project is? But first, can you tell us about yourself, kind of your background and your ministry experience and even the degrees you have? Sure. It's great to be here with you guys today. Um, Born and raised in Bakersfield, California, and actually not even Bakersfield, but Oildale, which is just north of Bakersfield, which tells you what's around, a lot of oil. So all my parents and grandparents very involved in that industry, but uh, came to Evangel supernaturally, as many people have that same story. Um, My second of nine youth pastors met one of the football coaches here, and they talked about me, and next thing I know, I'm at Evangel playing football, having a great time. And so graduated here in 1988, and then became a youth pastor right away at a local church here in Springfield, uh, where I had attended for all four years of my college experience, and uh, didn't expect to do that. I was a history major with all my credentials to teach high school, wanted to teach and coach, but the Lord direct me, directed me into ministry and gave me the right spiritual fathers, surrounded me with an incredible pastor. So I was at that church for about seven and a half years as a youth pastor, and then I went to the district office. I had been very involved in district events up to that point, and so when uh, the previous DYD left, they asked if I would be willing to fill that role, and um, some people had to talk me into that But because uh, I wasn't sure I wanted to do that. But 23 years of being district youth director, I, I guess I kind of liked it. So I was the DYD in Southern Missouri for 23 years. While I was DYD, a bunch of us wanted to do our, a master's in organizational leadership. Other DYDs around the country, we got together and said we wanted to grow, we wanted to learn, And uh, right when we were ready to pull the trigger on a program, they backed out on me. And so almost that same day, my wife, Heather, who I met at Evangel, called me and she said, I think Evangel is now offering the program that you're interested in. And so I was a part of the very first Masters of Organizational Leadership program at Evangel, graduated from that, had a great time, always wanted to do more education, but just the opportunity didn't present itself. Until right at the end of me being a DYD, I was kind of wondering what was going to be next, and I found out about a program that was going to be brand new, so part of another first cohort of a PhD program at Southeastern University uh, in organizational leadership. And so I started that journey as a district youth director 
and then was asked to serve at the national office in the youth department over discipleship. So I was over AIM, the missions program, missions trips, uh, Youth Alive, which is campus missions for high school and junior hires, uh, Fine Arts Festival, and, uh, and Bible Quiz. And so I spent three and a half years up there at the national office uh, doing those kinds of things. I kept on with my studies and, uh, and ended up finishing uh, recently with my PhD in organizational leadership. And then again, as God would direct our paths, I found uh, the position that I'm serving in now online, and it interested me, and I applied. And so here we are as uh, directing this uh, Ministry Leaders of Tomorrow project. And I was just saying it earlier, but like I have to pinch myself every once in a while that I get to be doing this back at Evangel, where I really consider so much of the trajectory of my life really began, began here on this campus. So thrilled to be here. That's a little bit of my background. It's great to have you back. Um, I know every time I see you around campus, there's like a little joy that arrives because you like for the listeners, Darren is just this eternally positive guy who's mm-hmm. able to make anybody feel good about themselves. <laughs> so tell us about the AG Ministry Leaders of Tomorrow project. What What is that? So some people at Evangel um, heard that the Lilly Foundation was putting forth the opportunity to get these grants. And the grant was for $5 million, but the grant also called for a major partnership. So before me, there were some people on campus that put together this grant along with the National Office of the Assemblies of God, which is also here in Springfield. And uh, because they were discovering and, and understanding that in the Assemblies of God, there is an incredible need for younger pastors to be answering the call and filling pulpits. Um, Over the last many years, um, as our fellowship has gotten older and those that serve as senior pastors, those that are ordained and licensed credentialed ministers, um, that age continues to grow. It continues to get higher, and we have fewer and fewer younger students stepping into those ministry roles. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that, but, um, but they saw an opportunity that perfect timing would have been 20 years ago so that we didn't have this problem. But they saw this opportunity to partner with headquarters. Um, They were starting an initiative there called CALLED, so helping students identify God's call in their life for full-time ministry. And, um, And so the partnership is with CALLED initiative at headquarters as well as the Church Multiplication Network. And so the Ministry Leaders of Tomorrow Project is all about helping identify equip, release, and then resource students that are called into full-time ministry. So in the beginning, we're partnering with CALLED because right now, anyway, they're focusing on the younger students. So there's curriculum and resources for kids as well as junior high and senior high students that help them uh, kind of plan out their call to ministry. It gives them next steps. If at a camp or in a service, they feel like God's directing them to full-time ministry, or they see somebody in ministry, and this is what happens many times. A student will see someone in ministry and say, man, I would love to do what they do. I wonder how I could do that. And I think that's a way that God puts those desires in our hearts too, to follow him in in that call. And so it's helping identify that call in students' lives, giving them opportunities to do that. And then once they get that call and they're firm in that, then that's where Evangel and AGTS can come in because we want 
to provide the theological education they need to do what God's called them to do. If they're gonna stand behind a pulpit and communicate God's word, if they're gonna be in ministry in a church, they need to understand the theology of what we believe, and there's incredible value in that educational process that we want them to have on the Evangel campus and at our other schools. But of course, we're jealous to get those students at Evangel. We believe Evangel is becoming the premier place to prepare for ministry and missions. Like that's the goal. That's one of the goals of the, of the project. And so we're helping students get that theological education they need to do what God's called them to do. And some important aspects of that is number one, that it's affordable, right? So part of this grant um, is going to be used to raise funds so that every ministry student that comes to Evangel University has uh, some kind of a discounted scholarship opportunity. If they say they're called, then we want them to be able to get here, get the education they need, and then graduate being able to go into full-time ministry without this load of debt over them. And so a big part of the project is raising funds for those students that come here to get that theological education. And then my heart, as well as the heart of the grant, is to make that education practical. So the experience that goes along with it. So the heart of of the scholarship discount is if you're going to accept one of these scholarships, then you're going to be involved in ministry. And the, the best place to do that is in the local church. So if that's what they're preparing for, then we want them to experience that now. And I think that's one of the things that helps set apart the program for maybe others around the country is that we're really focusing on plugging those students into ministry now and it even being a requirement for the scholarship that you receive. So, so there's that aspect of it. And then the project continues with uh, the goal is not to just educate them, but get them into ministry. So we're going to release them from Evangel and AGTS, and we want them to be in a local church making a difference in that community. And so we want to make that uh, streamlined process. So we're working in partnership with the national office, and they're creating uh, the first ever for the Assemblies of God national job board. So that didn't exist before this project. And so basically, right now, if a student that graduates from Evangel wants to know what's out there as far as possibilities in ministry, they have to go to one of the 66 different districts and find out from that district what openings are available in that district. So the national office is putting together a job board that it'll be released next year uh, that will be national. And so wherever you're interested in, you can see these jobs that are available. And we believe that's going to be a huge asset to our graduates uh, to see where God wants them and to prayerfully consider where they're going to go and take the next step, getting involved in ministry. And then once they're in ministry, we want to keep them in ministry. <laughs> so it's not enough that they just get out there and they're a youth pastor for four years and they either get burned out or they're bored or they have a bad experience and they quit ministry and never go back because we believe God's calling is irrevocable. So that calling is for life. So what can we do to keep them in ministry? We know that one of the secrets to longevity in ministry is continual personal growth and professional development. So AGTS and Evangel, we're doing research right now. I just got back from an event in Kansas where we got feedback from 85 ministers of uh, what was your preparation like for ministry, but now what are the things that you're struggling with in ministry? What do you need educated on? What would you like to learn about? And then what do you see is a major problem facing the church? So we're getting feedback from across the nation, and then based on that feedback, we're gonna produce resources 
whether it's articles or webinars, uh, that ministers, and it's going to be delivered through the National Called website, so it's going to be delivered to all of our ministers across the country and around the world uh, to help them grow personally and professionally in this calling that God's placed on their life, hopefully to motivate them internally to keep on doing what God's called them to do. So the so that's a mouthful. Uh, it's not just a mouthful saying the name of AG Ministry Leaders of Tomorrow Project, but we have our we have our work cut out for us. It's a it's a big goal. It's a big dream, and we're excited about tackling it. And I think with the team that I've got around me, we sh- this should only take a couple years, and then we'll just go into retirement and everything will be set. Well, I can't think of a better person to do it. Just hearing your experience in the beginning of you, you know, being a youth pastor and a DYD. And you, I think you mentioned um, maybe being a teacher, you know, in high school. I mean, that just shows your heart and your vision for the younger generation and how you want to shape and form and invest them now. So when it comes time to really step out on their own, it's not going to be something that... Um, can be they can easily fall from the wayside, but they have that cushion of protection. They have that foundation where they can stand strong. And I love that you're calling them higher, that you're plugging them in. Um, you said quite a few times, like now, like we want to get them in now. And I yes. think um, also one of the, the struggles. I think every generation has its struggle, right? The thing that Absolutely. that challenges them. And as someone who is, you know, fresh out of college, fresh out of the water, you know, um, I'm not too far from that season. And I've acknowledged that something that we struggle with is when things get difficult, we're like, is this God? Like when things get challenging, we're like, man, like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? It's not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Or like, I'm in a season of drought. And then we start to look for the next thing because this is, it's not what we expected. But just because it's not what you expected doesn't mean it's not what God has for you. Sometimes you have to do the trial by fire to get to your next thing. I mean, you think about our three fellas who were in the fire. It's like God didn't (laughs) quench the fire. He got in the fire with them. And so I love that with this program, you're not just um, giving them an education and sending them off. You're like, hey, we want to provide resources for you. So down the road, this is sustainable. Uh, Yes, for sure. And uh, part of that is even while they're on the Evangel campus, we want to create some cohorts of students that we believe if they come in as freshmen and they get involved in some small groups to encourage one another, pray for one another, live life together through those theology classes or ministry classes, that by the end of four years, those are those are not going to just be friendships that last four years. Those are going to be friendships that last a lifetime. And so for the rest of their ministry career, whether they're in the same town or from one side of the country to the other, they can keep in touch with each other, they can motivate and encourage one another. And so even starting as a freshman at Evangel, we wanna put them in situations to where they're encouraged in ministry, they're inspired in ministry, even beyond the four years or five years that they spend uh, getting their degree at Evangel and AGTS. I know a component of the project is also pastors who are already currently in the field, you're looking to resource them as well. So can you kind of explain that part of the project. Sure. So one of the other people that is going to be on the team is a research professor slash data analyst. Um, They're going to come to the Evangel campus. They're going to be teaching classes in theology and ministry, but they're going to have release time to create and conduct surveys 
that are going to go out nationally uh, through the called website to all of our AG ministers, and we're going to collect information from them. And uh, kind of the process that I just talked about, we'll add the 85 from Kansas to the 120 in California to the 200 in Texas to the 50 in Connecticut, and, and we'll compile all this data. And then one of the jobs of this research analyst is going to be uh, produce academic articles from the research, and then once we discover a true need. So let's say uh, that we know the mental health uh, of a pastor can be fragile coming through these last few years that we've gone through. Well, instead of three of us on the Evangel campus thinking that we should do that, and then we spend money producing webinars and series and time and articles, and then five people watch that webinar over the next five months, that would not be good. But if, if the research informs us that this is a good idea, that maybe we should touch on this topic, then we're going to use our resources on campus and the people that we know in our network to put together some very helpful resources, practical, um, and then distribute them on a national level so that they have access and, and market it and advertise it right to where our ministers that are out there that maybe have been in ministry for 30, 40 years, but this is a new season. This is a new culture that they're having to deal with. So it might be a webinar on mental health and how to sustain it in these days. It might be something on culture that will help them understand the people that they're dealing with in their, in their community. But we wanna put practical tools in their hands and it might look like a webinar that's totally free, um, that's distributed through the national office. But then that also might look like a webinar that if they're interested in it and they watch all four of these one hour webinars, then they might get a certificate for having gone through that. If they wanted to read a book and write a paper, then we could give them credit toward uh, a graduate degree in one of our programs. So it kind of builds on each other because we really do want to promote that idea of continuing personal and professional growth in their lives. I appreciate how you're not just showing up and being like, this is how we're going to change things. This is how we're going to oh fix my. things. But the fact that you are intentionally seeking out feedback and being like, what can we provide for you? What are the needs that we can meet is so critical to being effective. I think it's easy for people to have a sense of maybe entitlement and just come and do whatever it is that they want to do. But I just admire the heart posture behind this mission, behind this program. That's like, we need to acknowledge that every generation is different. Culture changes, you know, what ministry looks like can change. Yes. And that is going to be huge in um, what you do and in through this program. Yeah. And we're trying to even start at the foundational level here on campus. Uh, one thing that my education has shown me is that I don't know everything. <laughs> right. And so I need to get a lot of people around me that know what's going on. Even starting right now, I've got a group of freshmen that I'm meeting with to just, hey, what do you want this program to look like on campus? What events should we do? What would you come to? Who would you want to hear from? What would you want to hear about? All the way to a couple of seniors that I'm meeting today for coffee later on, just trying to get their input. Uh, we kind of know the direction. We know, we know what the final outcome is. You know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, we don't want there to be vacant leadership roles in churches 
anywhere. So across the country, we don't want churches to be sitting there without a pastor. Number two is we want there to be an effective leader, (laughs) effective leader in that pulpit, in that pastoral role. And so training them now, but what that looks like all along the way can change. And so, yeah, we're looking to get a lot of feedback from everybody from students to the people that have been in ministry for a long time. So this was a question I had. You mentioned, you know, one of your big goals is decreasing the costs of theological education. Yes. In your own experience, you were trained as a as a history person. I was. When we talk about the students that you serve, um, that the project hopes to serve, are we thinking they will just be theo students or will you accept anybody, any major, anyone who feels called at Evangel? I, it's anyone who feels called. We're putting the, we're casting a wide net, you know. Uh, in chapel a few weeks ago, we had a video announcement run that if you feel called to pastoral ministry, we want to know who you are. Uh, because in the theology department, we have, um, we have an email list of kids ministry majors, youth ministry majors, church leadership majors, biblical studies majors, and the majority of those are probably going into full-time pastoral ministry. But there's also, we know, and we got cards from about 10 or 15 of them that are communications majors, education majors, uh, business majors, and the reasons that they're those majors is sometimes as simple as um, my parents wouldn't pay for an ed- any other education than business, or we want to. I want to have something to fall back on, or just there's all kinds of different things. But at some point in time, we believe that they're that a student makes a decision whether they they hear that audible voice from God or it's in the moment uh, at an altar, but they realize that what God put them on this earth for is to pursue pastoral ministry and to make a difference in the local church, in a community, by serving a congregation in a church. And so uh, no matter what their major is, we want to get them involved in this process because we want to make those steps to ministry easier for them. We want to create networks for them to be involved in, meet people that have like-minded faith and goals and missions and put those people together to encourage and inspire one another. But then we need to know who they are so that we can help that transition, help them get to what God's called them to do. And I think the great thing about Evangel is, and we've talked about it before, but Evangel provides an incredible baseline or foundation of theological learning for every student that comes to Evangel. And so it, it's a great base to to take off and go into ministry from, and then obviously supplement that with more if you feel like that's what God has called you to full-time. But yes, it's for everybody. Talking about connecting the students with other people across the U.S. or people who are older, or whoever it is, I really see this program as surrounding them. And I have acknowledged myself that in order for me to effectively, efficiently, and healthily fulfill what God has placed in my heart, I like you said, I can't do it by myself. You know, I need people to come behind me, and I just see like that's what this is and that's exciting yeah a good friend of mine and i'm sure he got it from somebody else too but the kingdom of god is a kingdom of relationships we rely on each other that's how god created us and i know the personal value of having a group of pastors around me that we encourage each other and inspire each other ask each other questions lean on each other pray for each other i know the value that that's played out in my life and I'm, I'm jealous for other people to have that same kind of experience because you can't be a, a lone ranger in ministry. You're just not going to make it. 
So we're kind of coming to the end of our time today, but I would love to hear your thoughts. Say you have some sort of way of looking 10 years, 20 years, 30 years into the future. What would you hope to see? What would you hope that the result of the AGMLT project, not just for Evangel and not just for um, the Assemblies of God, but just for ministry as a whole? Yeah, what that would look like to me is a pastor, a lead pastor, a staff pastor uh, in Kansas City or New York City or Boss, Missouri, effectively leading a congregation. You know, wherever God calls you and opens up those doors for you to be in ministry, that you're doing an effective job of discipling people um, and and doing evangelism and supporting missions. It just, it looks like a healthy church in every community, but we know there can't be a healthy church, or the likelihood is that there's not a healthy church unless there's a healthy leader of that church. And so through what we're doing at Evangel, before they get to Evangel, at Evangel, AGTS, and beyond, we want to create a healthy, solid leader that God has called to that local community and congregation that is effectively reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's awesome. We can talk about numbers and we can talk about how big is your church or you know how many copies of your book did you sell, but at the end of the day, if they're not rooted and confident and resourced, and then also, you know, primarily rooted in their faith, it doesn't really matter. It's so true. So we like to end our episodes by inviting our speaker to speak directly to the audience that they might impact. We would love to give you the opportunity to share with students who may have a call, but may be experiencing what you talked about, parents saying you've got to study this, um, or concern over insecurity long-term about pursuing a theological degree. What would you say to a student who might be looking at Evangel for whatever, but have a call to the ministry? Hang on to that call. <laughs> Keep it. Um, if you know, if you believe that God has called you, don't don't let that escape you. So hang on to it. it maybe it looks like a four or five or six-year degree program at Evangel or some other school, um, maybe it looks like some other road to ministry, but but and and sometimes that you know we have a real enemy that doesn't want you yeah. to fulfill God's call in your life. So there are obstacles, and sometimes those obstacles are the people that are closest to us. But if you know that you've got that call, and if God has put that in your heart to fulfill, whether that takes place as you start as a 16 or 18 or 20 year old, or if it starts as a 23 or 24 year old. Pursue that call, don't let go of it, and start where you are. Start right now, start serving. Um, I have a lot of students that, that make different kinds of statements to me, but basically they're asking, I'd love to do what you do someday. How can I be a leader of, you know, lead? No. and I say, don't try. Don't try to be a leader. Don't try, just serve. And so start by serving now, and the one that ultimately knows how to direct our steps, if we trust in him, is going to make a way. And we don't have time to get into all of that way that God's directed my paths or your guys' paths. But he directs them in such a way as he knows the desire of your heart. And if, he, if the desire of your heart is following after his heart, he's going to direct your paths and get you into the right positions, the right situations to where you can pursue what he's called you to pursue. So don't let go of that. Stay faithful and stay serving and let God work everything out. 
Yes, yes. Thank you, Darren, for reminding us to fight for what God has placed inside of us. Glad you do it. Yes, thank you. And I am so excited and expectant for AGMLT and how... God will use that to strengthen the church. And I have no doubt that even though this has a very specific mission to uh, equip and empower people called into ministry and called to lead in the church, I know that these resources won't just prepare them to be effective there, but it will also influence their day-to-day life. It will influence how they interact with people at the grocery store, how they're a mother or a father or a friend or a brother or sister. So I know that this reach is so far, not just in the church and making that healthy, but developing people as individuals and who God created them to be. So we just praise God already for the work he's doing. And thank you for being a part of that. Glad to be. Thank you for listening to this episode of ValorCast. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. ValorCast is hosted by John Spence and Amariah Fitch and is a production of EU's Marketing and Communications Department in partnership with KECC, Evangel's student-led radio station. The podcast is produced, mixed, and mastered by Jordan Spence, who also composed and produced the show's intro and credits music. You can follow Evangel University on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit us online at evangel.edu.